0: Three, two, one.
1: I'm Michael Stavola. This is Inside Prison Walls, where we take a look at issues Kansas prisons face and get first-hand accounts of what prison life is like. Produced by the Hutchinson News. With me today is Thomas Galindo. He's the owner of Legends Barbershop here in Hutchinson. He also is a co-owner of Locations of Wichita. Now, this all comes after doing about 10 years in prison. Everything seemed to start going wrong for you in your 20s. So, what is it that you think was happening?
0: At the at the time, I was struggling with what I wanted to do with my future, and I was, you know, in the streets selling drugs in Hutchison. And I had some money I had saved up, and I thought, well, what could I do to launder it and and make it successful? And I know that um, at the time, I'm young-minded. I'm I'm listening to hip hop. I had saved the money, and I did a coin flip. And it was either going to be I was going to do be a dentist to put gold teeth in people's mouth or I was going to barber. And I had the income at the time to pay for college. And I just flipped a coin and it was uh, barbering. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And I did it again. And it was barbering. So I chose barbering. But during the time I had caught up, got DUIs, uh, fleeing Mm -hmm. eludens, you know, several battery cases, um and it just stepped it just added up and i uh i just i knew I was going into prison, I was on bond, I kept bonding out, so I thought that I was untouchable because I had the income to pay for a lawyer and um I was going to school, I was doing good, but I was doing bad at the same time so i just i just stumbled and I just went down the wrong path
1: and now you did uh it looked like you you got you went to prison for about a year at first mm-hmm. and then you were on parole and it didn't change. I mean, then you
0: ended right. up doing the same stuff. and You know, I went to prison the very first time on a fleeing and a looting case, and it was a tap on the hand. I knew I wanted to change my life. I wanted to change my life, but I was already in the game kind of deep that, um, you know, once you get those phone calls, hey, you got this, you got that, it's like, yeah, I got you, you know, and I couldn't get out of it. So I, uh, that's when I saved what money I had, and I knew that I wanted to do something with my life other than sell drugs in time. Mm-hmm. So um, I used, you know, the streets to um, get the income, you know, to to pay for college and whatnot. And um, so I did that thinking that's a positive note. But at the same time, I thought, well, if I can do this, then I could uh, open up a barbershop. So me and um, a good friend of mine, Daniel uh, Rivera, we uh, we opened a shop here in Hutchinson. It was called Downtown Barbershop, right Right next to Smith's market, I believe mm-hmm. and um so, and at the time we were both being watched by the police, and it didn't take long before you know we, I just I didn't take it serious. I was drinking while I was at work, I was um still selling drugs and whatnot, and then shortly after that, I had got um into a bar fight, which caused the man to get hurt really bad, and then I went to uh you know jail for that, bonded out. And then shortly after that I just I I didn't care. You know, I felt like I was going to prison anyway. Um I was drinking heavily. Um I never I never done drugs though. I never smoked it. I never I just was selling it, but I, I became an alcoholic and I just looked at life different and I didn't take it seriously and things ended up bad.
1: Second time in prison for seven, seven years. Seven years, yeah.
0: I was in Hutch for the first, I believe, month, maybe wow. less. Next thing I know, I'm getting shipped out. When I went to Lansing, I think that um, I, I knew that I was in the big. You know, it was Mac. I was Max security, and at the time, I had so many points because the point systems um, in prison they they add up off your um, gang um, affiliation, your um, how many charges you have. I was told that I would never see that, that I would do the m- remainder of my time in max. So I was frustrated. Of course, um, in prison, there's a lot of politics and I'm tattooed with the gang, you know. Um, so when I got to the big house, we Hutchinson was called Gladiator School at the time. It wasn't as um, scary as, as Lancey. The smells of Lansing, I can just remember it. I can remember that I, you just see people extorting people. It was the real deal. Yard was the real deal. There was gorillas in the pit. I mean, these guys were big in there for 20-odd years, killers, you know, um, on the yard from Wichita, Kansas City. And it, and it's crazy because it's politics. So if you're from Hutchinson, Kansas, and you're a GD, and you're a gangster disciple, they want to know how you got put on. You're getting tested as soon as you walk in the doors. Um, there's no hiding it. You know, it's tatted on my arms. It's on my face. And so it was just something that I had to uh, to to step up to the plate and just man up. And I did that. So I got heavy in the politics in there.
1: Really? Mm. And so when you're in there, you you have a little bit of alliance, a little bit of protection, being with a gang. Right. But you, you see a lot of things in there. I mean, I, I know these go on at prisons all over. Mm. But drugs, things like that, I mean, are these? Right. The drugs, um
0: cell phones uh that's huge in there um
1: you the guys had cell phones cell phones man no like you ain't supposed
0: to have no cell phone but man we all had a cell phone and and what's what what's different in lansing is i i would say the inmates control more than they do in hutch so they put you in population with a bunch of gds and sds something that the the that, that, that more contains your gang in that unit and pod and sometimes they would put people that weren't on the gang list in in that cell house. So you would have your rival gangs in there as well. And it, and it made it tough because um, when you go in there and you tell them you don't belong to anything and you're tatted, they still give you a point for it because you're tatted. But they'll put you in there with um, Serenios, which is a gang that um, – GDS don't like and we we always have beef with each other on the yard so it was it was very different um, because of that situation.
1: In drugs, are you selling drugs in there? Is that still a thing?
0: I had I, I had the opportunity to do so in huts. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't get to turning. I mean, I had I had some. Uh, connections to where it was going to happen. So the best thing for me was getting to Lansing because I didn't have the connections. I didn't know anybody in Kansas City area that um, that knew the guards or whatnot. So it was it was kind of tough. How um, did they get in? Man, guards bring them in, visitation women, um, and nursing staff. It's crazy because, I mean, you know, you wouldn't think.
1: And, I mean, I, I, everywhere, too. You know, I'm mm-hmm. from Florida and right. – People I knew down there, same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just
0: Yeah, it's flooded. Yeah. You can get anything. And you know the guy, you don't have to go that far. Right. Yeah. You know, it's only and and, and 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 being like the 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 crazy thing about it is anything that they have out here, if it's dry out here, it's not dry in there. That's what's crazy, man. It's like they sit on it in there. And I'm
1: yeah. guessing prices are
0: <laughs> Prices are outrageous. I mean yeah. a pack of cigarettes in the in uh, just a, for a pack we call them tailor-mades. A tailor-made is like a Newport or a Marlboro or whatnot. Uh-huh. And then you have your rollies that are cheap. And man, uh, I'm talking about toothpick-size cigarette rolled up. is 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 anywhere between $3 and $5, you know. And if you want a tailor-made, it's $10, you know, 8 to $10, so you get a pack of cigarettes in there. You were gonna make a lot of money off that's a crazy. pack of cigarettes, yeah. That's so, crazy. You know, and cell phones were in uh, anywhere between three fifty and five hundred to get a hold of one.
1: How do you guys have that money? I mean, if you, you have to think, families either you either got right. a good sugar mama or yeah. something, right? I it, mean,
0: and, and that's true because a lot of a lot of us, man, we uh, you know they say. Um, if she's a big chick um and she pays like she weighs you know so and that's it's it's crazy but it's true and you know and and it's sad at the same time because you know they they're extorting them you know they they go in there they extort people they meet people and um the mobs in there you know the mafias in there and and if you've done things for the mob you're going to get you get whatever you want in there um if your name rings bells and they know you from the street street cred helps you out a lot in there
1: Does that make it scarier for you? I mean, knowing that there's other other gang members, or does that make you give you some protection?
0: You know, the protection's not really there until you, like, put in some work. You got to show them that you're about it, and they want to see your paperwork and know that you're not telling, you're not ratting and whatnot. Um, paperwork. Paperwork. Meaning, like, when you go to yard, they want to see your paperwork, meaning what you're in for. Um, everybody that's on there, such as like, let's say, if you told on somebody or someone told on you, they want to know everything about your case,
1: and you're able. They're able to get that in there.
0: Oh yeah, they'll just send somebody down to the um, the courthouse. They'll pay the docket fee or whatever the fee mm-hmm. it is, right. and next thing you know, it's being sent in, or, or or a guard will bring it in for you because the mailroom really looks looks for stuff like that. So. um if they get it in there, and you you got paperwork on you for telling or whatnot, they're going to get a hold of it because they check out everything.
1: And Now prison like background life check for you is is it scary
0: as it goes on? Does it seem like another day? It wasn't really scary. I kind of you know I, I I can't say I was comfortable with it, but being in and out of like the youth centers as a kid and just I knew the system. I knew how it worked. I wasn't scared at all. I knew I I was known. I knew a lot of the uh, original gangsters from being in youth center. Um, they were calling shots in there. They knew who I was. They knew my street cred. So it wasn't a problem, but I didn't I didn't know anybody personally on the personal level as far as having people bring in me what I wanted. Um, but I got in real good with a lot of good people in there. And like I said, there's a lot of politics being Hispanic. I was one of the, the greats in there that— um, stopped a big riot from going on uh against the gangster disciples and the um about the local boys from Hutch w- Wichita Kansas um that's a long story that's a whole different thing <laughs>
1: Do a little bit of mentoring now, right. or you go into the prisons, things like right. that. In uh in a video I saw of you, you had a an aha moment, mm-hmm. and it was pretty kind of miraculous. Um, basically, uh, you were kind of at, at a point you were in lockdown, and the guy right. next to you had kind of called right. you out, or he was yeah. annoying
0: you, and yeah, he was annoying me. And this was in in Hutchinson before I moved out. The first day in Hutch, Max, um, I get I get to the cell, I was tired. So
1: not the end of your prison, sentence. not the end of okay. my prison
0: sentence. Okay. That was the the be- very beginning okay. of it and this is when okay i'm not i wasn't a bible thumper i didn't walk mm-hmm. in prison with a bible i didn't go to church and i didn't go to church i went to church one time for my mother cuz she kept you know go son go and i went to a catholic mass um and i and i didn't go again after the fact um i found out a lot of them were sex sex offenders and i i just didn't i didn't like that i didn't want to associate with them um because they have it bad in there you know so and I have I had faith, and the, the, the first day is when I, I I was like, man, God's real because my mom always said if you're in a hard spot, I just pray on it, and I did, and I I went to the cells already annoyed. It's been a long trip because when you're on that prison bus, they don't take you the shortest route, so it was an all day vi- drive. So I, it took about six hours on a prison bus. You're uncomfortable. Um, it was it was getting hot. It was, it was getting hot out. Um, so your your cuffs swell up you know because they're on you tight there's no airflow in there um it's it's miserable the ride is miserable and i get there i have a headache from the chains just banging on the ground because it's all metal um and the first thing i hear is my neighbor just like beating on a beating on his desk next Mm -hmm. door making a rap song or whatnot and i'm like dude you know shut the f up you know i'm not trying to hear this all day so he gets mouthy with me it's whatever I'm going to see you in the morning when we go for chow. And a porter comes by. A porter is someone who cleans the area, mops, does that. He says, hey, T.G., man, I don't know if you know, dude, but he's in here for life, and he don't have nothing to lose, and he got a poker on him. A poker is like a knife or whatnot. So in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, so he's already called me out. I called him out. It's whatever. So first thing in the morning is going down. So it was either going to be me or him. I was ready to go. I told the guy, the porter was like, you need a poker? We got one upstairs. We'll bring down to you. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'll handle him. I got hands, you know. And he's like, all right, man. You know, if you need it, just holler at me. We'll get it down to you um, if you need it. And then they brought me a care package because some friends of mine were upstairs. So I got a care package with toothpaste, whatever I needed, you know, at first to just settle in. And I got some, some Roman noodle soups. And I just, I relaxed and I prayed and I said, God, you know, in the morning, something's going to go down and I, I want to change my life, but if it has to, it has to. I got seven years, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just starting my sentence. So it's going down tomorrow morning. Well, at night around three 30 in the morning, I hear boxes come and they drop, you know, like, so I'm thinking, man, this dude really checked in or whatnot. But I had asked God. I said, God, just, you know, help me with this situation. What should I do? I kind of, you know, I didn't go to my knees, but I just asked him, like, please help me in this situation. I, I want to change. I want to go home. I want to see tomorrow. I don't want to go to the hole. And they told him, hey, whatever. I, I can't say his name on here, but they said his name. And um, they said, you're being moved to another prison, another facility. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, this ain't going down in the morning. So it was like God answered my prayer first thing. He got shipped to another prison that morning. Um, So I never even got to face him, never seen him. Of course, that was uh, an eye opener. And I was ready to, you know, change for God and do right. And I knew I wanted to do right. I was done with it. I'm doing seven years. That's when I really knew that I wanted to get out and do something good with my life. I wanted a barber so bad. So was it
1: different the second time around for you? I mean, he's still getting in fights. He's still doing things like that. Or oh
0: yeah, I was real low key. I, I always stuck to myself. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I mean, I, of course you. I, I politicked with the gang, you know, but I wasn't in the limelight. I wasn't a, a crash dummy. I didn't have to go do stupid stuff because I was already known. Um, my rank was high in there, so I didn't really have to prove anything.
1: I know there's a lot of crazy creative things that go on in prison. I mean, I've heard about uh, Cheetos being crushed out to make tacos. Yeah, I've tamales. Heard, uh, we can make tamales. I, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I've heard. Sure. Uh, I mean, most people can do uh, sign language everything pretty mm-hmm. much. You can too, yeah, can't yeah,
0: you? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of different signs. And,
1: but, I mean, even for communicating without verbally to get from right. thing to thing, you could, yeah. you could do your whole alphabet, couldn't you?
0: Everything. Man, I mean, there's so many people that do art. And they're really good mm-hmm. at it. But jewelry boxes were being made out of newspapers. You know, and I'm like, how? And, and newspapers and coffee. And it was pretty neat because they rolled the newspapers up too real tight, you know, so it's like wood and you can't bend it. And then they glue them and they just, they, they make beautiful boxes, man. And then we get we get little mirrors we can buy on Canteen. Mm-hmm. And so they take those mirrors and they'll put them in there and it looks like a jewelry box. And then they, 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 they stain the newspaper with coffee. And it's and they turn it brown with and it looks legit, man. That is insane. It looks like wood, you know? And um I mean there's so many different things.
1: And and so you're in there, you'd already had a, a passion for a barbershop, you already opened one mm-hmm. and then you, you went back to back to prison. And so are you cutting hair in there?
0: While incarcerated, I was really good at cutting hair, so everybody wanted me, all ethnicities, everybody wanted me to cut their hair. And it was pretty cool. It put me in a different um bracket as far as politics and being in the gang I'm in because I was cutting Bloods, Crips, Muslims, um, white supremacists, Satchus, um, whatever. So it, it, it helped me out. But as far as income on my books, I didn't really need it. I had some, you know, because prior to being incarcerated, I put some money up. But um, I had you charge like $1.50 to $3 for a haircut in prison. You're not supposed to, but that's your hustle, you know, like – Everybody has their own hustle in there, whether they draw portraits or make um, cards for family members or whatnot. That's their hustle. Jewelry boxes. Um, what does a jewelry box see, go for? Man, 25 to 40 okay. bucks, man. I've seen one go for 50, you know. It's like, <laughs> dang. And they get to, they can build them pretty big, dollhouses. I've seen dollhouses be made out of that. Um, of course, it takes time. But man, I mean, a bag of coffee in there, man, at the end of the month, like, everybody's out. So you can sell a scoop of coffee for like two stamps, and that's dollar you know dollar 10 whatnot um so stamps is a getting stamps in prison is a source of income it's it's money
1: and so you're you get out in 2011 mm-hmm. i think yeah and uh you had to open your barber are sh- you still on parole when you open your barber right, shop? right i was then. on parole yes okay and so you open the one here it's incredible. You got uh you've hired other guys from prison right, that you right, met. Right. You're looking to right now you're looking to at a tattoo shop with mm-hmm. a form with a guy you met in prison, right, Luis right. Terrace. Yeah. yeah. And I mean this yeah. is an awesome thing. Not only are you uh your business being profitable and expanding, you got, right. you're also hiring people, giving them a second chance. Right. And that was something that was hard to come by for you, right? Yeah, it was, man. So when you got out, what was what did it look like you trying to get a job?
0: While I was on work release, I was really frustrated. Because I couldn't find a job out here. Um, I went to several barbershops in town. And, you know, I'd get the call like, no, I'm not hiring or no. we. I've, I've had someone tell me, I don't even hire your kind. Anyhow, long story short, they gave me the opportunity They said, hey, we'll give you one more chance to go find another job. And I went to the edge. At first, I was turned down. You know, I was told no. Of course, when you go into a salon like that, that's upscale, you know, a lot of people go in there. She believed in me, but like she asked me what I would, what kind of success I'd bring to her, and I was like, "Man, I'm new here. I don't, I haven't cut in this town for so many years. I don't know if I can even bring you anything." So she didn't hire me. So then, I was like, "I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try it one more time." And I went up there. I said, "This is what I could, I, you know, I lied. I said I can bring six hundred a week to your shop," and I was hired. And I worked there for eight months before I was released from prison, and I still stayed there after I was released. And I knew I wanted to open a barbershop. That was my goal, and I did. I did so, but after being told I wasn't going to get hired, I was frustrated. And what's what's crazy about the situation is every year these barbershops get voted number one barbershop in Can, uh, you know, in Hutchinson. And that year, my first year at the Edge, I won number one barber in Hutchison. And it, it wasn't for a barbershop. It was just my name. It said Thomas Galindo, <laughs> And I was over the people that, you know, didn't hire me, you know. And I was just like, man, this is a success. This is awesome. It felt really good. I was voted. And um, I told Kathy, I broke the news. I said, you know, I'm booked up every day. And I thought that it'd be a great opportunity to open up my own shop and, uh, and, and do it myself. And I did, man. And. It's been a success.
1: Thanks for listening to Inside Prison Walls, a production of the Hutchinson News. We'll visit more insiders, so come back for more episodes. Learn more at HutchNews.com and follow Hutchinson News on Facebook and on Twitter.